All right. What's up, y'all? Wes Rucker coming to you from Fort Rucker Studio here on a Friday afternoon. Happy Good Friday to everyone who celebrates today. Welcome on into the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. As you can tell by the truncated version of that intro, this is a breaking news edition of the podcast. Not just me on this episode. We've got uh, from just across town there, our recruiting editor at Go Vols 24-7, Ryan Callahan. And as you can probably guess by Ryan being the the other person on this breaking news episode, we've got a commitment to talk about. Ryan, first off, welcome on in, man, and uh, tell us, tell everybody the good news. Yeah, Tennessee getting uh, a, another 2021 commitment uh, from athlete Rock Taylor of Oxford, Alabama, uh, a guy who's had an offer from Tennessee for more than four months now and uh, listed as a wide receiver. He, he made that uh, pretty prominent in the in the graphic that Tennessee, uh, I guess, produced for him to uh, to announce that decision, but. Uh, but but another receiver potentially to to add to this 2021 class and another nice early pickup uh, from the state of Alabama uh, where, where they've continued to do some really good work early on. So uh, Tennessee now making some uh, making some real uh, moves during this dead period. Three commitments in a span of uh, just a couple weeks uh, after getting Walker Maryland uh, and Jalen uh, Jalen Wright last week at running back. So uh, impressive, nice, nice little stretch here for Tennessee, despite visits being shut down, uh, at least through the end of May. And, and Rock Taylor, another big bodied guy, 6'4", 205, to, to add to that receiver position where they really started to, to stockpile some depth in this class and the, and the last one they just signed in February. Yeah, and this is a kid, uh, 6'4", 205 pounds. As you mentioned, this is the fourth guy, I guess, they've gotten in this class from Alabama. Jeremy Pruitt's roots down in that state, his native land are, are well known. Uh, Auburn and Alabama have kicked the tires a little bit, uh, but haven't offered yet. But this kid does have offers from Florida, Arkansas, uh, and a lot of other SEC interests. So this is a legitimate this is a legitimate kid here. Anytime you're in the top 450 or so, top 500, you're you're a you're an SEC caliber prospect usually. And and there's a lot to like um, about this kid. Just looking at some of the film and stuff, Ryan. I mean whether he's a wide receiver, tight end, whatever he is, I know there's a positionless basketball world out there now, and it seems like football is getting closer to that. Um, you know, you got the H-back kind of hybrids there that are fullbacks and tight ends. Now you've almost got, like, these kind of Jimmy Graham types. Are they wide receivers? Are they tight ends? I don't know what they are, uh, but they're big and they're athletic and they go catch passes. So this looks like a kid who, regardless of what position you label him at, uh, you can kind of see what skill set he has. Yeah, and and I'm not and I'm not going ahead and penciling him into another position just yet, but but certainly a wide receiver. You know, you look at the the numbers he had last year to, at an opening regional, and the you know the, the top end speed, not necessarily elite for wide receiver. So a lot of people projected him last year to develop into a tight end long term, uh, and that's why he's currently rated at that position on 24/7 Sports. Um, so certainly, you know, has the the body type that you could see that in the future. You could see him being that that move tight end that you see in a lot of offenses these days, lining up in the slot. A lot of times very easy to see him playing that type of position in the future where he, where his athleticism would probably be, you know, above average for, for that spot uh, at receiver. He, he's not a bad athlete as it is. And I think he plays faster than his, uh, than his recorded times would, would suggest, uh, you know, his, his film from last season is pretty good and uh, makes a lot of plays on the perimeter. You see him going up in traffic and making tough catches um, certainly has the, the leaping ability and, and good hands to, to make a, a, a lot of plays. You know, he, he, he even takes a jet sweep on one of the plays on his highlight film. So, uh, clearly not a, not a slow guy by any means. And, and, and anyone penciling him as a tight end in the future, 
uh, might be getting a little far ahead of themselves because I think he's he's good enough to play wide receiver somewhere. And, and, and we'll see how he fits into Tennessee's class, you know, on, on signing day. Uh, certainly a long way from that. But in the meantime, I think it's just one of those situations where it's early in the year. This is a good player. He can help you somewhere. Uh, you know, you, you take a guy like this. And, and like you said, Florida, Arkansas, South Carolina, Georgia Tech, some big programs that had offered him too. And Tennessee offered him more than four months ago and has had him on campus multiple times. So this is that time where when visits aren't happening, you, you sort of have to rely on guys who've been on your campus before where you have relationships. This is where one of those situations where both of those applies. Visit Tennessee multiple times. Tennessee knows some people close to him. Uh, so it makes a lot of sense that, that during this period of uncertainty for players and for coaches uh, that, that Rock Taylor going to Tennessee makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and, and I think that the, that whole uh, Al Davis line of thinking that like the 40-yard dash was – like the only thing that mattered. I think that's becoming more antiquated now, and it, and it should be. I, I think that the football speed and, and pure speed are not the same thing, plus there's also elusiveness. Basically, the, the point is, uh, look at Jawan Jennings. I don't know what his 40 time is. I mean, I guess it was like 4-7, something like that, 4-7-1, 4-7-2. Um, but watch on film. People don't get him on the ground. If you're an athlete, you're an athlete, and if you have football moves, football speed, then, then you've got that. So I don't, I'm not too concerned about that. I, I'm getting now to a point where I just, it's not that I don't care about 40 times, but I, I don't put a ton of stock in them because you can usually watch film and see um, what kind of player a guy is. Ryan, what, what does this mean for, for kind of Tennessee's numbers here in the class? I know that we didn't think this would be a huge wide receiver class necessarily, and, and, and this would be another addition to that group. What, what does this mean for sort of the rest of this class for receiver tight end? I, I know we're, we're so far away from the early signing period. We're so far away from February signing day it's kind of crazy to think about these things, but, but that's what we're doing because that's what people want to know. What does this mean for kind of wide receiver and tight end and all that moving forward in this class? Yeah, I, I think, I think certainly it's too early to to say that Tennessee's, you know, done at wide receiver or anything like that. I, I definitely don't think that's the case. You know, people, if you had told them today that, that Tennessee was getting a, a commitment from a, a wide receiver, they probably would have assumed it was Julia Nixon, the four star from Georgia, who's been tweeting a lot about Tennessee lately and has made it pretty clear Tennessee is the favorite, uh, you know, has is starting to rack up the crystal ball predictions, including one for me. So, you know, that's another guy Tennessee's in good shape with another bigger receiver kind of built a little bit like Rock Taylor, uh, Julian Nixon's 6'4", 217 pounds, you know, another guy who could be a, a receiver tight end type. So you, even if Tennessee can get a guy like that, um, you know, I, even though you have a, a guy in your class who's built a little bit like him, I think they're still not turning him away if they can get him. Uh, and there's plenty of other priority receiver targets out there that, I don't think the Vols are turning away anytime soon either. So uh, we didn't see them at the start of this calendar year taking more than three receivers uh, in, in this recruiting cycle. I, you know, I still would be surprised if they signed certainly more than four, uh, but even four might be a stretch. So it's it's one of those situations where you just got to you, you take good players when you can get them and you figure it out later. And there's there's a lot that can and will happen between now and signing day. So uh, I, I don't think they're turning away anyone right now. But, yeah, it's. They're going to have to be a little more selective, at least, and and you know, unless it's somebody that they really like, uh, it, it's hard for them to hard to see them taking a lot more receivers. Obviously, considering you've already got three now, um, and, and then tight end, even you know, they they still are obviously recruiting other tight ends. They're not going to stop stop there because of a guy who might grow into tight end someday, uh, just like D Beckwith. You know, he was penciled in as a receiver in the last class, could develop into a tight end long term. 
this this staff has shown they they just like versatile guys like that. You take them, get them on campus, and figure it out later. And I think that's kind of how they view Rock Taylor right now. So I don't think he really changes the plans at receiver very much. Yeah, I was getting ready to bring up D Beckwith actually. So you took my follow up question away from me. So so I'll so I'll turn it around and mention this, Ryan. <laughs> we don't want to belabor this point too much because we mention it all the time. I know I've kind of been on a soapbox about it time and time again. But I really really like the versus you know just kind of accumulating versatile athletes like like you get big big physical strong guys and you say I don't know if you're an O lineman or a D lineman but but you're going to be one of the two and you're going to be fine you know I don't know if you're a wide receiver or a cornerback but 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 you're you're going to be good at one of those spots I don't know if you're a running back or a safety but you're going to be good at one of those spots are you a wide receiver or a tight end I don't know just yet. Are, are you an edge guy? Are you more of an inside linebacker or a D lineman? I don't know what you are, but you're a good athlete and I want you in my program. You can't take like 25 of those guys every year, but you can take more than a handful of those guys every year and be just fine. And I really like the fact that Pruitt and the staff do that. Well, and, and not only that, but it's okay to take a guy who has a primary position in this case, you know, Rock Taylor looks like a wide receiver, uh, but he has other options. You know, even if it's not a guy that you go in thinking, I might play you at two or three different spots. You're like, okay, well, this guy might, I think he's playing this position, but if it doesn't work out, he can always move here. And, and yeah, kind of the same, the same thought, you know, Jeremy Banks, no one, no one at Tennessee signed him thinking he might play linebacker, but they knew he had the type of frame that could, could do multiple things. And sure enough, he ends up getting a shot at linebacker early on. And it, it looks like he's got a ton of, ton of potential there. And he was a, well on his way to uh, a, a bright future and still might at, at Tennessee. We'll, we'll see if he gets another chance, but you know, that, that's just an example of, you know, that type of player, you know, if, if you say, I think he's this, but he's got the frame that could let him do two other things. That's a big plus. And this staff has, has taken full advantage of that. And yeah, I, I think rock Taylor's that type of guy. I, he, his film doesn't show him playing defense, but again, he's a bigger guy who could, you know, has good athleticism. He, who says he couldn't play defense too. I don't, I don't know if that's part of the thought at all, but you never know with, with bigger players, with good athleticism, they just give you that type of flexibility where sometimes it works out that something totally unexpected works just because you have uh, a, a guy that theoretically could fit that physical mold at a position and you give him a shot and it works out. Yeah, I, I just like the, uh, you know, coaches talk about numbers and positional depth and, and strength of the position and all those things, strength of the unit, you know, being, you know, what does they call it, 11 strong or whatever it is. I, I, I think that, that having those kinds of guys – helps you with the flexibility to kind of move guys around when you need to, to have numbers. So I, I just, I long story short, I'm a big fan of that. Ryan, before we get out of here, what do you think this means for Tennessee's class overall? I think right now, if our calculations are correct, and again, with me and math, it's, it's a crapshoot at best, but I believe this puts Tennessee up to, they're about 11th nationally right now. Uh, got mm-hmm. 10 commitments in this class. And I know that, that some people, some programs like Bama have, has one commit right now. You know, Tennessee, some people thought maybe Tennessee was getting off to a slower start really early in this cycle. Looks like now Tennessee's kind of ahead of schedule and given itself a nice foundation to work with. Yeah, just just a few days ago, they were second in the SEC. Now Georgia has, has uh, made an addition or two that has, has taken them just ahead of Tennessee. But the, still, they've got the third-ranked class in the SEC so far. Only three SEC teams have more than five commitment, commitments, and those are the three highest ranked. So uh, early rankings don't tell you a whole lot about how things are going to finish, but uh, I think it's a good thing for Tennessee that, there's, that their class is sort of building faster than usual. It's not very often that you see them uh, you know, 10 days into April and they've, they've got 10 commitments already. Uh, you know, they're usually a, a school that has to build things a little more slowly, um, usually picking up a lot, of, a lot of momentum on the, the commitment front over the summer. Uh, that's where they do a lot of their damage. And this year, you've got to look at it realistically. 
there very well might not be a summer camp season for anybody. Uh, there might not be a chance to host any visitors until football season or, or even longer. We just don't know right now. So uh, it, during this time, if you're in position to, to get some guys that you've had on your campus before that you're really familiar with, um, I think you'd be crazy to turn them away because this, this is a, a year of a lot of uncertainty for players and for schools. So uh, they've got 10 guys in this class they feel pretty good about right now. That's a, that's a good start. I think it also you know, speaks a lot about the continuity of the staff. Year three under Jeremy Pruitt, not unusual that you've got some early commitments in this class, guys who were committed last year, like Jordan Mosley and Elijah Howard. Um, that, that, those are the kinds of things that start to show up in year three of a program, and so that's why I think they are where they are. But a very good sign to me that they've got the second highest commitment total in the SEC when they're usually one of the slower building programs in terms of you know, stacking that commitment list uh, you know, by this time of year. Well, it sounds to me like uh, Gus is uh, acting a fool here in the background. He, he might be telling us it's time to wrap up. Ryan, do you have anything else uh, about this or anything I, I forgot to ask you about? Uh, no, that's uh, that's about it. Like like we said, you know, still some other guys worth watching in the, in the coming weeks as, as players start to sort of figure out this this dead period that now runs through at least the end of May and potentially longer. So uh, I, I definitely wouldn't be surprised if we see some more activity at some point during this stretch. And we already know Julian Nixon's a guy who's, who's leaned toward Tennessee at the moment. Um, but I, I think this is going to be a pretty active spring despite, you know, no visits happening. Uh, w- wouldn't be surprised if Tennessee still adds some more guys over the next couple months. I think that's a good place to leave it, Ryan. Thanks, man. Anytime. Thanks, Wes. Guys, thanks for joining us. As always, you can find all of us on social media. You can get to us at twitter.com slash govals247, facebook.com slash govals247, or you can go directly to the source at govals247.com, the best place on all of Al Gore's internets to get Tennessee athletics coverage. And and again, uh, it's a weird time right now, but we are churning out content just as much as usual. Nothing is changing for us. Full speed ahead. Tons of Tennessee content all the time. And if you don't believe me, just go to govals. 247.com and check it out guys have a happy and safe easter weekend i know it's different for everyone right now but uh it's going to be tough for a lot of us to not see the families and everything uh, maybe just by zoom or, or, or skype or whatever but just you know what it's what we got to do just be safe be safe as you can and uh we will see y'all here in probably just a couple of days see ya Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.